0: Welcome to the Jesus Walks Leadership Podcast. My name is Martin Alexandersen. I, I live in Gothenburg in Sweden. And uh, together with my friend, Antje and Marxis, and they will introduce themselves more shortly, we are running this leadership podcast and uh, today's topic is about uh, how Jesus was acting as leader and what we can learn from that but uh, before that we will just share briefly our our leadership experience Uh, who who are we who are going to talk about Jesus leadership experience and our own experience and uh, from my point of view i've been uh, the last actually now it's 20 years been uh, in in a lot of leadership, uh, mostly with uh, young adults, a lot of um, camps, but also seed uh, planting and and therefore so uh, uh, that's my been been my main field of leadership uh, for the yeah the last decades. How about you guys? What's this? Uh,
1: yeah. Um. Hi everyone! Nice to be back again. Uh, yeah, as for me, my uh, my leadership experience would be uh, looking back now, like around ten years. Uh, in reality, it started when we uh, did uh, plant a church. It was ten years ago, and since then, it's been mostly uh, based around the local church, and yeah, uh, serving within that context. And uh, yeah, so that's been kind of looking back the main uh, main uh, leadership uh, field. Uh,
2: yeah. And, uh, yeah. Jacob here in Bergen, in Norway, I, I remember when I was a kid in growing up in school and I used to be like kind of a leader in my friend's group with the kids in a sense. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, it's funny to think about, but later on, it's been, uh, yeah, more like kind of establishing churches and leading churches and leading in network organization, um, for some 10, 12 years and some other roles through the years before that. So,
0: yeah. basically basically it. Great. And um, if we are focusing on Jesus and um, his leadership, and I I think uh, as an introduction, it's it's interesting about Jesus because he's just teaching or speaking about leadership once in all four four Gospels. Uh, He's... uh, doing a lot of leadership so we can see how he acts and learn a lot, but it's only once that he, he teaches about it. And, and that's uh, in, in Mark 10. And uh, I think we're going to read that um, soon, but I, I think it's, it's interesting because uh, it's, he's so much teaching about discipleship and uh, transformation of the heart uh, how we would act as disciples, and very very little about leadership. And the, and the passage in Mark ten, it's not that he's, uh, he's planned. Okay, now it's my leadership um, teaching. But it, but he, he, it uh, it cre- it was a situation that he he needed to say something about it, and th- then therefore he talked a bit about leadership. Uh, and I just came across a, a quote uh, last week, I guess. And it says like uh, this, that Jesus never taught his, um, his disciple how to preach. Mm, that's interesting. He, he taught them how yeah. to pray. <laughs> uh, and have a quite clear and a, a clear teaching about praying and, and uh, constantly teaching about praying. But did it mention preaching? And that's, that's a bit fascinating when we are talking about leadership and being on the stage, preaching, but we, we, we very seldom look at the leadership down to um, uh, yeah, praying or, or the inner life and so on. So I, I, mm. I think that's, a, that's an aim for me in this leadership podcast to see more, okay, what's what's behind the, the stage in leadership? What's... Uh, uh, what's in in the heart of the leader what's, uh, uh, how do I grow as a leader in the areas that no one sees so I, I think that's a, a bit of an introduction to the to the leadership. Maybe I saw you on Jacob uh, having a Bible uh, beforehand. do you want uh, is it the English one so you can uh, you can uh, read it up the the mark 10 passage? Yeah, I think I think I'll hand it to Marcus.
2: Uh I think he sits ready with uh, an English one, unless I translate as I go. Sometimes uh, <laughs> I
1: do that, but <laughs> yeah, I'll go for it. I'll yeah, go for it. For it. So uh, Mark ten uh, from uh, verse forty two, uh, and Jesus called them uh, to him and said to them, "You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them, but it shall not be so among you." But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So
0: the the background of that was that two of his disciples asked Jesus if they could be on his left and right Hand when it comes with all his power. And the, and the, the, the right and the left side of him, or anyone whose ruler is the, the closest advisers. so that's yeah. the one who can whisper into the ear all the time. So that's a really um, position that, is, uh, that people want to achieve. So when they say, Can we have those, those uh, positions, then Jesus is saying, Okay if you want to be a leader, then you have to be a servant. If you want to be the, the first of the leaders, then you need to be a slave and really turns everything upside down. As he often does with uh, the, the the weak one is, is the strong one and, and uh, the poor one is the rich one. So it's a lot of upside down world when Jesus mm. is, is teaching and about his kingdom. But I think that's, that's also so fascinating about it and probably one of the reasons that he, that he doesn't teach so much about leadership. Because he says that what, what is leadership? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's about being a, a servant, being a, a disciple. That's the, the, the key coming, uh, coming, um, coming from, under, from below all the time. But a lot of the, the leadership that we are learning in the world is, um, is opposite. How do we come from above? how how do we uh, how do we keep our authority Jesus' view is more about how do we release authority how do we set people into uh, into position into action but uh, uh, more of an other way of, of leadership is often
1: how do I protect my authority and my position so martin uh, so then basically uh, can this be said right that uh, if a, if a person is a disciple of jesus then goes in a parallel with being uh, a leader in the kingdom. Yeah, does mm-hmm. there's, there's the, these two have parallels, as you say?
0: Yeah, I think that a, a Christian leader, for f- f- foremost, need need to be a disciple. That's the the key thing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's it's uh, it's not going to be healthy because then you are are leading out of. Uh, it's often that you want to be like loved, or from pride, or something, uh, or that you want to gain an, a position, and therefore you're leading mm-hmm. uh, out of selfish motives. So then you need to have a, uh, have a, yeah, being a disciple, following him. It, it's, it's it's about his kingdom and not my kingdom. Uh, I know mm-hmm. someone says that leaders, Christian leadership is being a disciple, but also having the responsibilities. That's the, the only difference. So, so you need to be disciple, but then when you enter into leadership that you also get responsibilities and that's like the only difference. Mm. So what's uh, on Jacob, what, what are you thinking uh, when, when Jesus is, is teaching about the servant uh, and um, almost, or, yeah slave attitude. Yeah. the leadership.
2: Yeah, I've been thinking a bit about it now in the, the, the Passover season, like this week we are in this Passover week, right? So it was this Palm Sunday yesterday where, when Jesus or Yeshua, his Jewish name, he came riding on his donkey into Jerusalem and they were like celebrating and they were understanding that there was like a, a king who was entering the city. So that's like a leadership topic, right? And but then at the end of the week, we will see him go to the cross and he will be whipped and he will be tortured and he will be mocked and he will die um, in blood, you know. And maybe some out there have seen this um, Passion of the Christ, this movie that Mel Gibson uh, was setting up and about Jesus and his suffering, very, very rough, you know. And um, and then his victory comes with the resurrection. But I just thinking that it's... it's um, yeah, he's very much Jesus is confronting ways of the world when it comes to, to leadership, just like this passage in, in Mark 10 says that it's very easy that when we think about leadership and we talk about it, that it has to do with like having influence having a following of people, being uh, even famous, although in Christian circles you don't want to say that word. <laughs> you know? But, you know, having a big uh, big list, many people listening to you or selling many books or something or having a big church or whatever or a big business. But I think that Jesus is so uncorrupted, you know? Like when, when he's going somewhere, he will do it. And if people... Are following him or they lead him, uh, he will still keep going because he, he knows it's the right thing to do. So I think one thing I've been thinking about in, in terms of leadership is that leadership is not just to have people following you anywhere kind of thing, but it's, it's also where you lead people. So if you have a big following and you lead people and have a lot of influence, but you lead them to the wrong place, you influence them in the wrong direction, right? Uh, that's not like, uh, that's not an awesome leadership. And I think that's that's maybe one of the challenges a little bit as for the society today, when when we also have a society uh, and a church, and that sometimes you get like a, an image that if you are a successful leader is, is when people listen to you, they watch you, they they respect you. But actually Jesus puts up like a different kind of success that some of the big leaders in the Bible story, some of them had a huge following, you know, like Moses or also Jesus. But then you have the people that actually didn't have that following, maybe that were even killed for what they were saying, right? Like John the Baptist or something like that, They were not understood in their time even. But they succeeded because they followed with their life the right thing, what they believed in. And, and, and often in, in the aftermath, in history, people understood, wow, this life was a shining torch, you know? So just thinking that's something, so, so, um, this integrity of Jesus in leadership that he, he knows where he's going. So that's, that's something I've been pondering and also being willing to, to pay the price for that as well, uh, to do the right thing, to, to be that servant, you know, um, uh, so, yeah, it's a, you know, there's a story, this is a bit like yeah, touches on buttons, maybe, but there's a story about Mother Teresa, this, this lady that worked in the Calcutta slums with the poor and the dying people. And uh, just to put in something here, because, I mean, she served the poor and the dying day after day after day in the Calcutta slums. And at some point they said that they used to go two and two out, just like Jesus sends people out in pairs of two. But they say that she had such a speed on serving people that nobody would be able to follow her speed. So all the other sisters just said, okay, usually we go two, but we just have to to let her go alone because we can't keep up, you know, because of the servings are like going, going, serving, serving from morning to night. And, and 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 she said she served people as if it was Jesus. She was serving Jesus in every broken person. That was her perspective. She did it for him, you know, not for the spotlight of the world or the media or whatever, but she did it for him, right? And she did it for these people. So typically she did it for a long time, probably not so much attention, but then when this this, this uh, life starts to just to shine in this way, in this otherworldly way, like Jesus talks about being a servant. Then she starts to gain the respect even in the world, you know, because it's like, and Jesus also is super famous today, right, in the world. So, um, and it comes to a place where her integrity and character is so unquestionable in a sense that people have to listen to her. Even world leaders have to listen to this lady. But there is this story where she meets with, with Hillary Clinton in the U.S. I think it's, I don't know if it's the White House or some kind of um, institution. And they have been given these Nobel Prizes and everything. And then there is this meeting between the two of them. And then the recording uh, of the situation goes that she, this little lady was walking and she was passing by Hillary Clinton. And they don't stop to talk, but but Mother Teresa looks her in the eyes and just says, you can end abortion. And that's all she has to say, and then they they, they leave each other. So, <laughs> so politically incorrect, so incredibly important. Imagine if Hillary Clinton could end abortion in her lifetime, uh, you know, use her position, Something. Like, imagine. But, so here you have a lady who has not been corrupted, but that has the respect, you know. And I think for me that's like, yeah, very inspiring.
0: So, Marcus, how are you practically trying to to um, be a servant leader in your church?
1: Yeah, what I have found uh, over the period of the last few years when also going through some more like tough situations is that uh, uh, real leadership uh, is needed when there's problems and there's crisis situations uh, you need someone taking responsibility and this servanthood uh, heart. And uh, for me, what God has been teaching, uh, both on the revelation type of level, but also it kind of fleshes it out itself practically that I can't lead unless I'm first led. Uh, and what do I mean by that is uh, you touched it a bit in the beginning, I think is this um, personal uh, level of being led by by the Holy Spirit uh, and just uh, yeah, being renewed in my understanding what it means to serve and uh, so just like looking at jesus' example that you know while being a son he yeah, he went through suffering, he learned obedience to the father and I think uh, for me when it comes to like uh, I would say the weekly or the monthly leadership within the community, uh, or like to people around, I see that, uh, yeah, it's just renewed understanding that it is uh, first, yeah, taking the responsibility. I would say that usually comes first when there is lack of uh, initiative or lack of taking responsibility for the the, the needs or the practical steps uh, in whatever ministry or, or situation is needed. You know, to uh, to like like, uh, yeah, help someone, uh, move on, and being the one that says, you know, when there's no one, uh, kind of uh, going for the initiative, uh, you know, I will step up and, and will uh, help out. And I think it can flesh it out, out itself in, in so many ways, but, uh, just, uh, for me, it has been a great learning lesson not to yeah find my identity in doing those things even, you know, uh, or like from people that I would help. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, Yeah, kind of realizing I'm first like a son and a servant. And that from that place, uh, as you said, I can go underneath. And that's the real uh, leadership. And uh, so for me, yeah, learning the leadership is kind of you go down to leadership, right? Uh, Actually, yeah, that uh, you step down. And uh, it's been a a transition and a a learning curve in uh, in the way how I see that over the last few years a lot. So, um, yeah, but it's mostly got to do with, I think, uh, just intimacy with God. Because I see he he changes that paradigm in my head, and then yeah, how it turns out on a practical level.
0: I think it's also interesting with the with the serving part because you you touched it, Sancho, but that uh, we we can't really resist someone who is serving. Uh, we can't. It's 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 never threatening, but. You can't like criticize anyone who's who's serving, and it it uh, it really yeah gets under our protection. Because if we are like in arguing about uh, Jesus or uh, the Bible or everything, we, we can have li- li- like this shield of uh, of argument. But then when the when the servant attitude comes. It goes like under under my shield. I was just thinking about a, a situation um, we had in, in the in the previous church I was part of, and we planted. We had a lady um, who came to faith. Um, she was maybe mid forties, something like that, and she lived in second hand or third hand apartment with his with her son he was maybe 20 25 and his girlfriend so they were they three were living together in a two bedroom apartment and she came to faith and be was part of our community and uh, he and his girlfriend was not and they uh on a friday night they uh i don't know if they they knew it before but it it got confirmed that, Tomorrow morning, you need to be out of this apartment. You need to move. Uh, and she was like, "In oh, what should I? What should I do?" And and we were some from the church saying, "Okay, we come uh, tomorrow morning and and help you pack." So we came, and uh, her son wasn't even awake, I guess, when we showed up. But suddenly, it was people in his age, or we were a little bit older. There was just, uh, you know, renting. Um, uh, yeah, had cars and uh, um, yeah, we 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 have basically did their their moving to another apartment, packing down things, carrying boxes, uh, and that was it was in, it was in, interesting to for him to see the servant hood among his mom's friend, uh, and oh seven people just showed up Saturday morning and, and moved our apartment. I, I think uh, that was a really strong witness for, for him and his girlfriend that um, this isn't uh, no one would like to go to a, a stranger's home and help them packing on a Saturday morning uh, with like 12 hours uh, notice. No one does, is doing that, of course. <laughs> It's something. It's something really uh, strange with these people, and that strangeness uh, becomes really um, attractive, I guess.
2: Yeah, I just had a just had a comment on uh, this thing about the strength and the weakness and and leadership that we are touching a bit, because uh, I think I've seen that um, sometimes you you can't like. You can think that you need to be a very, very strong to lead, in a sense. Um, but I've seen some examples also of, of how it is when people who are um, in themselves maybe appear to be so strong, you know, and so bold and so confident and everything and take a lot of space and be loud, and, you know, but people that are not like that, but but they do have faith uh, in God. And so I think it's, it's like um, to lead in a sense can also be the way that, that, uh, that you can lead also in a weakness, you know, like, um, um, like Paul, if you go to the Bible again, like Paul, this famous apostle of Jesus, this who wrote much of the new Testament. Uh, we often think about him as very strong and stuff like that. And he was bold and he did sacrifice and risk things. And, but it, it says also that he talks about himself as being uh, vulnerable, about being weak, about being persecuted and almost killed many, many times. And he was on, on the run, basically, <laughs> being sure they were chasing him down and could have been dead so many times. And he was in trembling. And also how you see Jesus, like, uh, again, in Passover, when he's in the garden of Gethsemane, he's he's praying to his father for help right to strengthen him and to like he's praying about what's going to happen and so i mean to be dependent on someone who is greater than you can be incredibly strong so so i just want to encourage all of you who are listening that think maybe that like leadership sounds like something for for a few people maybe that are very special but I, I honestly think that that God factor in leadership is is immensely big, and so so if you can if you can rely on God yourself, and you also can can point to Him, point to God, point to Jesus for other people, and help them to rely on Him, then you actually have a, an an amazing influence uh, into all kinds of people's lives. And I, I've had myself some very interesting talks with like. Um, politicians uh, writers people in business uh, who have a lot but but if you can but if you can be a person who can connect them to God and actually you know God that is something way greater and and suddenly there is this influence that comes into their life and you see that there is some place in their heart even with all the resources they have and and, and the reputation and everything but they there is something greater someone greater so I mean if we can just connect people to him and point to him as the source, I think that this is an overcoming strength that, that can take people through kind of whatever. So this is also part of the biblical leadership, I believe.
0: Yeah, and I, I think they, this is uh, quite interesting, because I think this sabbath uh, is the only area where we can't have Jesus as an example. Because in every other areas, fasting, praying, serving, whatever, we can, we can really imitate Jesus. But when it comes to leadership, uh, Jesus is connecting people to himself. But if we are trying to connect people to ourselves, we are, we are uh, uh, putting ourselves in, in a bad in a bad uh, leadership position, because we need to help people connect to, to mm-hmm. Jesus, as you're saying, Aunt Jacob, Our influence is to help people get to Jesus, not not uh, connect them to to ourselves. Of course, we need to lead, and of course, we need leaders and structures and everything. But it's not about it's not about me as a leader. It's not not connected to me, but it connect, help people connect with Jesus. And you see that in in churches or, or organizations where where you have done this badly and connected the uh, people to the leader. And then the leader falls away in, in, um, in sin or, uh, yeah. some other things, maybe just dies, uh, or yeah, something happens. Uh, and then the people are, are there and are, are, don't know where to go cause their leader is, is off. Uh, cause they were connected to their leader, not to Jesus. So it's, uh, therefore, we, we, we need to be aware not to see, not to act like Jesus and connect people to ourselves, but to con- see him uh, act as his, as his leaders and connect people to him instead of connecting them to us, I guess. That's a
1: really important thing for us. Yeah, that's very good. And just I think uh, connecting this idea, I think it it comes down to like renewal of our minds right and i yeah. think kind of the surrender posture of uh yeah not trying to uh, gain something from people uh, as you guys mentioned but uh, finding him as being the source uh where we as uh leaders in any kind of sphere i guess you know it can be within church environment but again it it, it can vary and be in the everyday marketplace uh location i think this uh, jesus kingdom a call to die to ourselves uh, to the you know trying to get uh, the glory or trying to get the fame trying to get the uh the words of acceptance from people i think it's a as we all know it's a dead end road but still we often fall for it for it and i think as uh as leaders uh, following jesus uh i think just like this encouragement for everyone listening is uh to go in that place with God and, and finding that vulnerability uh, finding that place of admitting, you know, uh, maybe places where we feel we fall short. And uh, I guess we will touch upon these subjects more and more in the weeks to come as well. But uh, just this encouragement, uh, yeah, uh, to see the Jesus call uh, to follow him as dying to ourselves, dying to the need to get recognition from people, and actually uh, uh, getting from God himself. So uh, I think it's such a, a fruitful topic if we actually uh, yeah, die to ourselves even as leaders
2: and it's but just like uh, i was just thinking to make it clear when when you have a living god that you believe in and you know who he is of course you can be bolder than anyone out there <laughs> that's good you can lead with more conviction and boldness than anyone if you know that you are with God and he's with you, if you have a covenant with him, you know, like the marriage ring, like you know that you're together, um, it's like uh, you can do anything as long as you do what he's in for. And and he supports and he has spoken to you, right? And so that that's the thing about the, the, the Christian leadership in that sense, the Jesus leadership is that Jesus did remarkable things, impossible things, and even like to to a regular human being without God. And so he says that those who believe in him are supposed to be doing the same things, like Mm. miraculous things even, you know. So that's why it's so exciting to walk with God as well because when God God speaks, very often he even speaks in ways that you don't... um, you don't expect because you're never able to capture god in your mind he's always outside he's always greater he's always higher so he often comes through in ways that you didn't see coming but the exciting thing is then you can believe with all heart, 100 when you know that this was god uh, and then you can just you can move even without any resources you know you can go for it as long as you know he's with you and he, in as as a miracle and I, I know this happens in business in politics uh, with, with church uh, with, with family members or relationships like um, places where you need things to change you need something to be healed you t- need something to, to grow to be blessed you know the Bible is sort of full of stories of people who trusted in God and God blessed them in the things that he had put them to do just way outside of what you would humanly expect. And so, so I mean, it's, um, just to, I just want to encourage those who are listening that whatever you are in, uh, if you can walk in what you are doing uh, in a way that is pleasing to God, and, and you, can get him, you can get to walk with Him and seek His counsel for, for, for your life and find His path uh, for you and together with Him, uh, it's incredibly beautiful things that can happen. And God is not a boring God. He's a creator of everything, right? So so uh, just to not belittle this thing, because it's a powerful thing. That's
1: good. Hmm. Art- yes. Jacob, maybe uh, you can also finish with the prayer. I guess uh, yeah, we are good for this time. And uh, yeah, guys, yeah, I, what do you think?
2: I, I can, okay, let's just pray that um, God that you would really like... Um, that you would kind of open our eyes mm. to, to understand the greatness and vastness of who you are, mm. God. That like kind of like opens all the doors and all the windows in a sense. Mm. You know, suddenly those limitations and boundaries that we have in our mind, suddenly they go down. And it opens up okay. a new horizon. And the things we used to say couldn't happen, now we believe they can happen. Even mm. if we don't know fully how it's gonna happen, but we believe they can. Uh, as long as we are with you, as long as you are God. So I just want to pray that you would bless all of those who are out there and and us as well um, with a really like uh, just to come to know you more and more, God, come to know know you more and more, Jesus, even in this part of the world uh, Mm. where there's so much humanism and materialism and lack of faith, but we know that you are the living God. We know that the Passover week, uh, what happened, Jesus, is real. we know that you also were raised from the dead and that you are alive today so i just want to pray that anyone listening as well or watching can just uh, Mm. relate to you and speak to you as they speak to another person just like Mm. from their heart honestly just about how things are in life and i know and we know god that you love each and every one that you want to to save us you want to to know us and us to know you god and so i just want to pray that in this week, many of us can just uh, come to know you even more in a, in a closer way. So I just want the, for a very blessing for, for all of the, the people also that are watching and listening, and, and also teaches Jesus how to serve so that we can lead. Mm. Yes. And then I think I, I hand it back to Martin in the.: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amen and thank you for listening.. Amen. And next time we're back with the Jesus Walks podcast, we're going to continue about discipleship. So, uh, yeah, come back then and and listen and watch us. And uh, God bless.
1: God bless. Bye.